Join Lutherans for Life in Washington, D.C., Thursday, January 19th through Saturday, January 21st, 2023. Go to lutheransforlife.org to learn more about LFL's Conference for Adults, LFL at the March, and the Y for Life Youth Conference in Washington, D.C. The registration deadline is December 15th. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. Lutheransforlife.org. We are on the side of science. We want to have the full and complete and honest and forthright description of prenatal human beings to be the one that gets out there. We want to call out the gaslighting, anti-science, dishonest approach. For liberal democracy to work, it requires self-government. And for people to be self-governed, they have to have virtue. And virtue in a kind of a classical tradition and understood even at our founding, the source of virtue was found in religion. But when we open our eyes in death, we will see Jesus. And on that face is a smile, not a scowl. When we close our eyes in death, we will open them and our ears will be filled with the hymns of the angels. A lot of Christians talk about worship as us serving God, but the Lutheran emphasis is that God serves us through his word, through the sacrament. This is Will from Michigan, and I'm a Lutheran high school teacher and football coach, and I love beginning my day listening to Issues Etc. All right, guys, let's go. Well, going into the midterm elections, the issue of abortion was on the list, but it was often last on the list, single digits in terms of the percentage of voters who thought it was their main driving issue. And yet it turned out to be more significant. In fact, the New York Times is running a headline, My Main Core Issue, Abortion Was the Driving Force for Many Voters. The fall of Roe v. Wade put abortion front and center in the campaigns and motivated voters to support abortion rights or reject more restrictions in several states. Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in live on this Thursday afternoon, the 10th of November. We're going to be talking with Carol Tobias of National Right to Life about abortion and the midterm elections. We'll spend some time discussing media coverage of churches and political activity with Terry Mattingly of Get Religion. It's part five of our series on the difficult sayings of Jesus today, not peace, but division in Luke chapter 12. Pastor David Peterson of Gottesdienst will be alongside, and then Dr. Bill Weinrich of Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana, joins us to remember 4th century soldier and Bishop Martin of Tours. The church remembers him on the 11th of November. Joining us to discuss abortion and the midterm elections, Carol Tobias. She's president of National Right to Life. Carol, welcome. Thanks, Todd. Why did the abortion issue poll so low among concerns before the midterms and relatively high in exit polling? There may be a couple of reasons. One, I think the Democratic Party had almost, not that they had stopped talking about it, but they were starting to go off in other areas, maybe. And yet, as we got closer to the election, all the candidates started coming back with their ads on abortion, and they started making that a higher issue, which kind of raised the profile among their voters. I think we also saw a lot of college students, people under 30, voting on the issue of abortion, and I'm not sure that there was a way to really get them into the polling initially, you know, a couple of weeks earlier, whereas in exit polls, they could easily say, I'm here to vote because of abortion. So I think what really hit home for me is that we need to do a lot more work 
reaching those 30 and under students, young adults, just to get them aware of what they're doing and what we're talking about with protecting human beings. So how did laws or amendments protecting the unborn fare in the midterms, how would you summarize it? When it comes to the the laws and especially the ballot measures, we did not do well. There's no way to, to sugarcoat it. There were five states that had abortion measures on the ballot. California, Vermont, and Michigan amended their constitution to say that a right to abortion is now in the state constitution. Kentucky had a ballot measure that said the right to abortion is not in the Constitution, and that was defeated. So it's kind of a a gray zone now. We'll see what the courts do, because they currently have a law. It was a a trigger law that went into effect after the the Supreme Court Dobbs decision that protects unborn children with a life of the mother exception or severe physical problems with with the pregnancy. So they've got a, a great law protecting unborn children right now. But the voters said a right to abortion maybe is in the Constitution. So we'll have to see what that will probably end up in the courts. And then the fifth state was Montana that said we are going to make sure that a baby who survives an abortion is taken care of and treated as any other baby who was born prematurely. And that one was actually defeated. So when it came to the ballot measures, Tuesday was a rough night. Is this an indicator that... I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. this. Is an indicator that we should probably be trying to work these things through the legislature rather than trying to put them on ballots? Well, we've been very successful over the years in getting state legislatures to enact legislation that would protect unborn children. But because now, including Kansas from their August primary, we now have six states that have had abortion on the ballot, and all of them went in the direction of, of killing unborn babies. We know that the ACLU and other groups are already planning on doing more ballot measures. There are, I believe it's 17 states that have the provision in their laws to allow either a legislative referendum or a citizen-initiated measure to put on the ballot. So we are going to see a lot more of that in the 2024 election. Why uh, or where are we still waiting for results on ballot measures? No, everything came in that night. So so we know the, the results of those five states, and those are the only five that had it on the ballot this year. I've heard several analysts in the last two days say that many voters are pro-life, but they're anti-ban. Do you think that's true? There are some that would say, I, you know, I don't agree with abortion. I wouldn't want an abortion, but I'm not willing to say that someone else shouldn't be able to get one. So I think we we certainly have some of that. But I think a large part of these ballot measures and what was happening is that the abortion industry, of course, had millions, perhaps billions of dollars to put out a fake narrative. What they were talking about were women who they were afraid weren't going to be treated for an ectopic pregnancy or that if she had a, a miscarriage, a doctor was not going to be able to take care of her. So they were focusing on very hard circumstances and making people think that an abortion ban is going to prevent these women from getting care. Of course, we've also, we also saw a lot of advertising talking about how women who get an abortion are going to end up in jail. But the pro-life movement has never advocated for penalizing a woman for getting an abortion. We want the abortionists to stop killing babies. So there, there were a lot of 
rumors and lies circulating that I think also had an impact that people would have thought, I'm not in favor of abortion, but I'm not going to expect a woman to go through whatever it is that she can't get treated for a problem pregnancy. Our attempts to ban abortions, with exceptions, are they political poison pills right now? I know many legislators are going to be afraid to pass something like that, you know, unless it's a a strong pro-life, I would even say a Christian culture within the state. Uh, They are going to be reluctant to do that. So it might take a couple of years for everything to kind of settle down. We're going to have to defeat some of the ballot measures in the next election to show that the people aren't willing to settle for an abortion for any reason for all nine months of pregnancy law. And I think what we will see in many of the states is them trying to do something that's a little more, I don't want to say halfway, but, you know, let's protect babies who have a heartbeat. That's, you know, about six weeks into the pregnancy. I would expect to see some of those, maybe protecting babies who can feel pain. And if we get that passed and we can protect some babies, but eventually we're going to come back and try to do more. So the next couple of years are just going to be kind of a a hit and miss, and we'll see what we can get legislators to do and what we can get people to support. Do you expect abortion to remain an issue in the next election cycle as it proved to be in this one? It definitely will be. Like I said, the ACLU is already planning ballot measures in some of the states. We are going to be there to fight them as hard as we can, and candidates are going to use it. The Democrats are certainly going to use it because they think now that that is their magic weapon, magic bullet that they're going to be pulling out again. President Biden has vowed to codify Roe at the federal level. What would that do, and is that likely to happen in the next two years? Thankfully, no, it's not going to happen in the next two years. He keeps saying he wants to codify Roe v. Wade, but the bill that the Democrats in Congress are supporting would go much further than Roe and legalize abortion for any reason, wiping out all the pro-life laws that are currently on the books in the 50 states. So that's what they would, they've would they been trying to pass, and I know that's what President Biden is, is talking about. But because we now have, it certainly looks like Republicans, pro-life Republicans, will be in control of the House of Representatives. That bill is never going to see the light of day for the next two years. And then, of course, we'd have the Senate filibuster that they would have to get through. So I'm very comfortable that at least nothing bad is going to pass in Congress for the next two years. Carol Tobias is president of National Right to Life. You will find a link to National Right to Life at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Carol, keep up the good work, and thank you very much. You're welcome, and thank you. When we come back, we're going to be spending some time with Terry Mattingly. We're going to talk about media coverage of churches and political activity. It's very interesting that when a conservative or Republican steps into a church pulpit, whether they're campaigning or not. gets a lot of attention, and yet it happens all the time on the left. We'll be right back. We know that you want to build your family on the right foundation from the very start, the foundation of Jesus Christ. Concordia Publishing House offers more than 8,000 products for churches, schools, and homes, dedicated customer service, and an experienced staff to help you focus on what matters most. Click to connect at cph.org. Concordia Publishing House, listening, responding, providing for God's people. 
Concordia Publishing House, cph.org. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's life ministry is thousands of people sharing Christ's love and mercy and giving witness to our Lord's creation of life, His design for marriage and the family, and the God-given value of all human life from conception to natural death. Working with many partners, LCMS Life Ministries sponsors human care efforts that meet the needs of body and soul and provides resources and educational events for all ages. To learn more, email lifeministry at lcms.org and visit lcms.org life. Contending for truth in an age of anti-truth. You're listening to Issues Etc. If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Dr. Russell Dawn, president of Concordia University, Chicago. Indeed, the quest for truth is at the core of a university's purpose. The liberal arts, illuminated by the revealed truths of scripture, are powerful for equipping students for a life of self-governance. A disciple is one who follows the master. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? He said that it means to take up one's cross. The cross is thus the symbol of dying for others, of dying to self for the sake of serving others. And a life of service is a life well lived. Truth, freedom, vocation. Concordia University, Chicago. cuchicago.edu